everybody to Around the Outside, the Formula One podcast with your hosts, Ian Shea and Jimmy Doherty. Jimmy. Yes, Ian. What's happening, man? Oh, buddy. I'm doing well. How are you? Fantastic. I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, we got some exciting stuff coming up for you guys this episode. Some very exciting stuff and some very exciting stuff in our personal lives. Our favorite go-kart track reopened. Yes, they did. A new, With, new track layout. Oh, dude. I could you, Like, in an indoor space, how could you do that? Uh, yeah, it's not a very big space either. It's like half a warehouse that they're working with. Um, <laughs> and the old track, there was nothing wrong with it. Like, I love the old layout. Um, and I, it's one of those, you just you go to enough times, you could drive it with your eyes closed. Um, and, and you fell in love with it because it was familiar. Um, they've gone in, they've changed it all around on us. They've, they've changed everything. So it's, it's going to be like, what's that going to be like? That's going to be like going to like visit your childhood home and like somebody's redecorated your bedroom. Yes. That's exactly what it's like. It's exactly what it's like. I'm just excited to, as you said in pre-show, find out the character of the track. Yeah. Why is there a TV on this wall? That's where my Tupac poster went. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember having a track. I don't. What is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to run into walls be like, well, there was a turn there. That's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> I don't like change. I didn't ask I... you guys to change it. <laughs> it's your fault. I crashed. Yeah. Oh, dude. Just, like, looking at some of these turns, like, I am just seeing Spin City, Crash City. It's, the driving is going to be phenomenal to just witness. <laughs> it's It looks like they've made it much more technical, um, which is going to be great once we get comfortable with it. And it's going to be great on days when it's not a popular track day. It's going to be really uh, – I'm getting – I'm not like a median or like a psychic or anything like that, but I am seeing a lot of yellow flags in our future. Oh, dude. I like <laughs> every single lap, like part. Every <laughs> <laughs> and half the track is just going to be constant, like accident recovery and medics. <laughs> it's going to be handing out fines. And then they take in the, the one thing that they gave us that I'm really, really stoked for is we've got a proper long straightaway. It goes the entire length uh, of one side of the track, which is basically the entire length of the building. And they put these two little bullshit corners in there that are like, you know, like two little not even 45 degree chicanes just to kind of call them turns. Mm-hmm. Um and you were going to whatever the top speed of those card is, they they say they claim on the website that they're 45, but that could be for insurance purposes. Who knows? <laughs> Sometimes it feels faster. Um, whatever, the, whatever the top speed is on those cards, we will get to achieve it into that breaking zone. Um, and I just hope that they've reinforced all of the crash barriers at the end of that, because that looks like it's going to be a heavily abused uh, crash barrier. Dude, I, I'm guessing the first time we go, there is going to be at least five people that go head on. Like, they, they just can't do it. 
Oh, I'm bringing a sleeping bag, dude. They're probably going to have to, like, rebuild the track. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen? A two-hour red flag during the middle of the session. I, I don't know. I'm just going to – I'm hoping for the best. I'm going to prepare for the worst. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know how it is. You get in there, and it's just the general public is allowed to show up and race these things. And uh, you never you – know, it's a mixed bag. You don't know what you're going to get. Um, but if you're, if you stay there long enough, you can be absolutely sure, uh, that somebody is going to be going around on the racing line at half throttle and you're going to encounter them at the least convenient time. Uh, uh, turn in mainly. It will happen for sure. Every single time. They just, God, God bless them for waving blue flags, but I just feel like Lewis when I yeah. see the flag and no one obeys and I'm like, come blue flags. Or, or there's nothing worse than like you and me would be like racing and there'd be getting, you know, up ahead, they'd get the back markers, they'd give them blue flags. And then one of them would pull across in front of me and I have to sit behind them now for four corners until they can decide to get out of my way and watch you just skirt away scot-free uh, and then struggle for the remainder of the, of the grand food just to, to catch back up to you. <laughs> Dude, I remember one time we were going wheel to wheel, a blue flag. You took the inside on a hairpin, and I was taking the wider line to try and do an old switcheroo. <laughs> and I got fucking T-boned. <laughs> Hard, like T-boned. <laughs> I just watched you go, and I was like, I'm, I'm broken, and I got to keep driving. <laughs> yeah, um, that is, that's half the fun of it. Going into the hairpins and, like, you watching somebody ahead of you, like you, you can just tell that they're they have no business out there, they have no idea what they're <laughs> doing, and trying to guess at like which way they're going to incorrectly take this turn. <laughs> so if you see them go in for like a super narrow entry, you're like, well, they're just not going to turn; they're going to go straight on. So I'll stay wide, cut underneath them. Sometimes they enter into the middle of the track, and that that's exciting because then you're like, ooh. What's he going to do here? Um, and then sometimes you think you got it figured out. And if they had done what they wanted to, it would have worked out. But sometimes they spin and they nose in at the apex. So they've just added, you know, another four feet of track. Um, and then you'll get yelled at because if you're if you qualified to race in the supercar, to, in the, it's not professional anything. But at the track we go to, they call them pros if you've, if you've qualified for a supercar. Um, no matter it. what happens, your fault or not, if there's contact, you're getting reprimanded. Yep. If, if it's between a pro car and an adult, you're getting reprimanded. And I've had so many of those happen to me where I'm just going along, minding my own business, not doing anything wrong. Somebody decides to freak out, spin and crash catastrophically out in front of me. Nothing I could do to avoid it. I somehow will like try to mitigate the effects and I still get flags. They'll come up, talk to me after the race. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I just, I should, I should have saw them spinning out halfway through. Yeah. I'd like I to take in the corner. Like I know I can. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I digress. Uh, we are here to do, do another race review for you guys in uh, practice leading up to the uh, ever rapidly approaching Formula One season. Finally getting underway. Well, just, uh, just less than two. Oh, but just about two weeks from now. A little two over two weeks. weeks. Yeah. yeah, July 5th will be the first race in Austria. Um, today's date, the 18th. Uh, yeah. Oh. 
So, yep. um, so we're going to do one more uh, race review. This will be the first episode that we're going to release out for you guys to listen to. And um, we're going to be covering the 2017 Azerbaijan, Azerbaijan, 2017 Azerbaijan Grand Prix. First of all, I didn't know this whole country existed until Formula One. I don't know if I'm alone in that. Um, it was in Fast and Furious. Was it? The the one where they airplane, you know, where they, they dropped the cars out of the airplanes on parachutes? I see, I, I stopped watching Fast and Furious after number two. Oh, right, when they started getting good. That was a bad what? idea. It got better? Two and three were bullshit, and then from four up until Paul Walker died, like four, five, six, and arguably seven, they got better, 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 better. Dude, I, I don't know. I love, I love Fast and Furious, too. Oh, or too I, Fast and Furious. Two is probably the best one to quote from. Mm. Mm. But, yeah, they kept uh, Ludacris stayed on. Um, <coughs> Tyree stayed on. A lot of the uh, so they brought uh, they brought Vin Diesel back. Then The Rock came in. Uh, they brought Jason Statham in for a few of them. They got some good ones. I haven't seen the newest one, the Hobbs versus Shaw, whatever, whatever. But uh, yeah, they 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 made some incredible, uh, terrible movies, objectively speaking. But entertainment value, it gets no better. Oh, I love entertainment value. That's all there should be about it. Oh, speaking of which, have you seen the new Jumanji? I don't know. No, I haven't seen the new Jumanji. You need to watch that movie. Is it funny? It is piss your pants funny. Ooh, I haven't done that in a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> Not since you stopped drinking. <laughs> Not since I stopped drinking. One of the added benefits I never think about. Oh, the things you will miss. <laughs> oh, the... <laughs> uh, the Jumanji or the Fast and Furious? Jumanji. I yeah, from like I mean I know your sense of humor pretty well. We we have similar taste in movies. This movie is like it was one where uh, my wife and I were just sitting down like what, what are we gonna watch tonight? Couldn't decide on anything. And it was one of those, like, whatever she says next, I'm just going to say yes to because I don't care anymore. And she picked that, and I was just like, it's probably going to suck, but it's got, the, it's got The Rock, it's got Kevin Hart, it's got Jack Black in it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, the original Jumanji was a staple of my childhood. Why not? But I'm thinking, like, they probably changed it. They're probably going to fuck it up. It's not going to stay true to the original. It's going to piss me off. It was outlandishly funny. In, an, in the most unexpected way. I don't want to ruin it for you because I hope you watch it and uh, I want you to have an authentic experience with it. It is, it is like laugh out loud the whole time. It is it is such a fun ride. Yeah, I'm probably not going to watch it just because it sounds like you want to talk about it with me. I'm going to put TVs in the guest bedroom where you stay when you come here everywhere and i'm going to hide all the remotes and i'm going to play it (laughs) tape my eyes open (laughs) yeah you get get a spray bottle to wet them every now and then i will get the last laugh here ian (laughs) (laughs) uh what did i notice on the race uh lewis was pulled that was unsurprising yeah and there was that was i mean I, i guess that was the name of the game that day there was just a lot of 
like really expected stuff. Like not a lot of very uneventful, uh, very parade like. And Formula One gets a bad rap for for boring races, and the guy on pole wins the race, and everyone else falls behind, and it's hard to overtake. And uh, you know, uh, it, the the top three teams run away with everything. And um, just another example of that. Um, 2017 Baku came, like, 2020. It came in, like, 2020 in 2017. Dude, I couldn't even – yeah, this race was fucking awesome. Like, I don't understand how this race isn't talked about. Like, we had great races last year, Mm -hmm. right, Uh, Brazil and Germany particularly. And then there was other great races throughout the decade, like 2011 uh, Canada. But this is that one with, like – this is never mentioned in that conversation. So when you decided, like, it was your turn to pick. So, um, you know, you, you told me 27, 2017 back. I'm like, all right, love the track and no halos. So let's fucking get after it. Yeah. And I was watching this race. So I'm like, Oh my God, this is one of the best races I've ever seen. It has it, everything. It, had everything. it has everything. The, the track in itself, is crazy. What was what did they say? Turn seven. Turn seven is seven meters wide. So yeah. So and the cars yeah. are how many meters? Like three meters? No, they're two. They're six feet. I don't. A meter is not exactly three feet, but it's close. Okay. Okay. So you could. But then wasn't there another turn that was just mind blowingly small and fast? Um. Well, small and fast. Like turn. Was it turn eight? That like turn, castle. Turn eight's the one. Oh, speaking of which, um, so, so let's let's give our listeners a little uh, like a little background here, because like you and I had said before Formula One for you before um, basically Formula One for me also. But Fast and Furious, uh, I didn't know Azerbaijan was a country. I didn't know Baku was a city. I never heard of them. Uh, so this is not a track uh, in in the normal sense. It's not a permanent track. It is on city streets. Through the, through the through downtown Baku, uh, it's the second longest track on the calendar, and it, at one point it goes through this old section, and they have this narrow little—I'm sure it's a street in real life—but by the time they finish adding like the crash barriers, it's an alleyway. It is an alleyway. It's turn it, eight, turn eight and nine. It's like as narrow as a driveway. You can only fit—you can't fit two cars side by side. Can't. Going through the section. That's how narrow it is. Um, and it goes up alongside this like medieval castle on the left hand side. Um, that's the turn that we're talking about. The entry there is seven meters wide and it looks like it just ever narrows up to the top of that hill. And what was it? Who was it? Brundle, when he gave the speed fact, you're at you when you're in the braking zone, you're going 120. Into the so yeah at the bottom of that hill you go this is where Charles Leclerc and, and Robert Kubica crashed last year during qualifying and so there's a straight and turn left going up to this windy little alleyway section when your front wheel hits the curb uh, at the turn in you're going 120 miles an hour and then when you exit you're going with the same curb you're going 70. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a 50-mile-an-hour difference in half a meter. 
in yeah from like when you're so yeah your front when your front tire is going you're going 120 miles an hour when your front tire hits the curb by the time your back tire gets to that same curb you're going 70 that's insane it's bonkers dude. that's, that's like, crazy to think about yeah and also not like you know steering it clear not hitting a wall yeah yeah or like a castle <laughs> like yeah, because I'm not sure we, you and I talked about this one time. Like, you know, they they kind of do all the the numbers of the turns, and I'm not sure that they have names for all of them. But if they had a name for this turn at this track, it would be fuck. Oh God, it would be fuck or hellhole. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, hellhole. That's a good one because it's kind of like you're driving into a black hole. Yes, yeah. it's, it's it's just buildings. It's there's no light in there. It's dark. It's narrow. It's scary. And then on the en- entry exit, you've got the sun shining on your reference points. Right. <laughs> so you can't see where you're going. And then and then there's this canopy of trees. So it's just dark light, dark light, dark light. And you can't fucking see anything. Oh yeah, God, these guys are so talented. They're so, so, so good. Um. So, yeah, all right. Um, so we got Lewis on pole. Surprise, yep. surprise. Um, dude, is it just me, or do these cars actually look newer? Like, for me, it's almost like they had the halos, and then somebody was like, um, hey, uh, wait a minute. What if, what if we could actually see where we were going? Dude, they do look newer. And they, they actually like, look uh, like they tried the halo out, and they're like, mm, no. They're like, that's stupid. Why would we put that on the cars? Why don't yep. we take them off, and now we can actually see where they're driving? Huh. No, I, I, I you know, good point. They, they do look, they do look newer. Yeah, oh. I'm watching it right now. I got it on mute. I'm in my bedroom. I got it, I got it playing right now, and I'm like, yeah, they, they do. They look newer. It looks like a like a progression of the car design. Get rid of that stupid thing where they can't see. Open it up. What a day. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's get going with the race, Mr. Guy. Did uh, this shit got started off straight away too? Like turn one, mayhem, turn two, more mayhem, Kvyat straight off into turn one goes wide <laughs> comes back and then carlos signs definitely had like a little bit of a oh shit um because he didn't get touched but he just like overreacted yeah he totally <laughs> did he totally just, he just like, on his like own. oh shit <laughs> on his own erickson was there but he was not at fault i'm gonna no. say that that's good. Yeah, you got to clear his name, especially around this track, because he's been blamed for other things that he didn't do here at all. No, he dumped it all on his own. Yeah, he saved it though. I mean, he stayed on the wall, but like you know, lit it up on cold tires. Um, he definitely got a little bit freaked out there. So and didn't get t-boned by like four or five other cars. Yeah, I'm still gonna put a strike on his man card for that one, just for just for flinching. He did flinch. Ah. flinch. Yeah, you know, it's like a natural human instinct. But, like, like, you remember when we were, like, kids, like, you'd go up to your friends and you'd, like, you'd pretend like you're going to punch them square in the face and then you'd stop, like, half a millimeter from the tip of their nose. And if they flinched, you'd be like, pussy. You know that shit? And and then you hit them for flinching. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. 
Um, yep. This is kind of like that. Like, yeah, everybody would have done it, and um, he saved it from what could have been really bad. But strike on the man card for flinching. Sorry, Carlos. No, well, you know, those things happen. Rules are rules. Rules are rules. Oh, my God. Today at work, I had a workstation, at, like a cutting station, that got overrun. And one of the, the co-workers, he's been there for a while, I had to, like, move over and just use his area. And he looked at me, and he was like, what's up, dude? And I was like, man, I got overrun. And he goes, ah, well, things happen when you're not a man. <laughs> You work with a great group of guys. Oh, it's incredible. (laughs) Uh, Turn two. Turn two was when it really began for poor Kenny. Finish on finish violence here. (laughs) He was, dude, he got, I mean, it's It's not twice. He had such a rough race, dude. Yeah. And this was just the beginning of it. The poor guy, Botas, goes over a curb. Loses all of his power to steer the car or slow it down. Goes right into Raikkonen, smacks him into a wall, having, you know, on no wrongdoing of his own. Yep. And um, Botas definitely came off worse from that incident, at least, which seemed a bit fair. You know, he had the puncture uh, and front wing damage. And, you, yep. know, you know, you had to leg it back, like, I don't know, six kilometers uh, like miles an hour. I'm bad at math, but that's like what 21 miles, 21 and a half miles back to the pit lane. <laughs> um, <laughs> Call it even 30. It'll be 30, 30 miles. It's really far. It's really far. It's really far. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So, what happened after that, Ian? What happened after that is I 100% fell in love with the way Crofty announces the beginning of a race from from Hamilton, from Sebastian, from Vettel. Yes, like, yes. I, I just said the same two names, but, like, the way he does the from, from, from. Yes, yes. That's what I noticed the most, and he just keeps pace. It's, like, the only way they can. Um, yeah, and um, he actually he made a mistake, though. He thought it was a Red Bull that went into Raikkonen. And uh, Martin Brundle, ever the expert, had to had to correct it. Um, you know, I've, I've noticed that, like, I don't ever see anything that Brundle missed. And a lot of times I'll hear Brundle talking, like, happened later in this race uh, oh, yeah. when, when Massa had, like, an issue with his suspension. And he mentioned it. And then, like, it took, like, another two or three screenshots of Massa on the track before I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I kind of see it. Or, like when they're coming by uh, like 200 miles an hour and there's like, you just get a picture, you just get a camera shot from head on and they're going by just, nyom, 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 nyom. he'll be like, Oh, it looks like there was something wrong with so-and-so's front wing there. I'm like, <laughs> how, how did you see that? <laughs> but he's never wrong. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Every time he says that you're like, Oh yeah, fucking there he goes into the pits, changing the front wing. Dude, Martin, he was on point. We'll get on to, like, there were two other things that he said before, like, the announcement came on. And he was like, yep. Yes. Yep. Um, dude, there was so much going Early on in this race, it was so chaotic. Uh, so we got Valtteri Botas, as we mentioned. He gets, his car gets hurt on turn two of lap one. 
He's coming out of the pits. He had to get a new front wing and tire change. He is already being lapped by the entire field. So he gets out and then immediately starts seeing blue flags. He's got to let like much slower cars, the Salvers and the Force Indias got to go by um, on lap. Well, their lap three, it was his lap two of the race. Um, Just demoralizing. It's like, how is he going to, how can he recover from this? Right. 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 What's, what's he going to do? Drive, drive his little finished butt off. Like that's yeah. I would want to. Maybe somebody else will crash. Maybe we'll be able to score some points today. Who knows? Uh, then there was debris, fucking everywhere, dude. This track was littered, and this was an ongoing issue that we saw all fucking day long. So we saw the first quarter, or even half, almost. Because how many laps were in this race? Fifty-six. Fifty-one. 51 yeah up they red flagged it after lap 20, 22 22 no. yeah and i only knew that because they i'm watching it i have it in my notes but it's on the next page but they, i'm literally watching it they just went from yellow flag to red flag on uh on recommendation of fernando alonso it would kanye seen, yeah kanye radios in saying we need uh we need a red flag this section there's too many i think he says too many debris um <laughs> we we all know what he meant but he, and then <laughs> too many debris. There's too many there's debris. So much debris out here. Can you count all the debris? I there's too many. <laughs> <laughs> and there was there was a lot of debris. There was but, it looked um, like, like snow. So yes, lap 22, and there and there was a red flag. Uh, but everything that happened before it. Uh, oh, dude, lap six when Danny Rick had to pit. And we didn't know why at first. We had no, no. idea. I'm like, why is he in the pits lap six? Why? Why? No, and like knowing it was like we know Danny Rick and we know his his wins and everything. You're And spoiler alert, he wins the race. But yeah. to see him on lap six pitting, you're just like, okay, we're in for a race. Yeah, exactly. It was almost like like the Ferrari team, like the strategist had like hacked into the Red Bull radio <laughs> and was like, Danny, we're going to cast him off guard. Pit on lap six. They won't see this coming. <laughs> Listen, pull on mozzarella and red wine. So it's going to be a wicked slow change over. <laughs> we're going to do it now. We're in lap six. We're out of tearaways, but when you come in, we can just, we can rub your visor with some fresh oregano. Uh, you're gonna see, you're gonna see very good. <laughs> we also picked up a new sponsor, Fig Newton. It's going over. It's going over your visor, Danny. It is both distracting. It makes it hard to see. It's very dangerous. <laughs> but Fig Newtons are delicious. So. We love them. So here you love go. <laughs> um. Oh, spo- spoiler alert. On lap eight. Oh, yep. actually, well, we should probably cover what it was. So it turns out Danny Rick had a pit on lap six because there was debris in his brake ducts. His brakes were overheating. How much um, debris was in his brake ducts? Six or seven debris from, from the reports. <laughs> <laughs> so, so would you say too many debris? <laughs> I would say I would say five. Five is questionable. <laughs> four, four, you keep going. Six or more debris, you got you to gotta pit. And he may, it may, it looks like there may have been seven. One could have fallen out before he pitted. 
but there was at least six degrees in there when he got to the pits. Oh my god! But dude, his performance though with a clogged brake duct, uh, did, like <coughs> it was awful. It's like, oh, okay, so everything is very important, like. Not a single thing. Yeah, so overheating brakes. I mean, I, I wonder if it was starting to pull, like, to that that front. Um, you know, if you have, like, a, like an overheated brake, everything swells up, and it starts to constantly hold pressure. So I'm wondering if maybe his car is just is pulling to the right. Uh, obviously, they have so much telemetry data on these cars. They mm-hmm. can see the temperature rising, and it's mismatching across the front axle. It doesn't make sense with the temperature of the rear brakes. They know something's up. They got to get them in and take a look at it. Um, but I was wondering, yeah, how much from from inside the car, how much that affects your ability to drive it, braking performance. Is the car pulling? What, what does it feel like? I have no idea. Oh, my God. I have no idea. And one thing that I do love about this track and why I want to sit at the start line is because how, like, this is, like, the longest straight on the calendar, right? Uh, it has to be. I'm trying to think of one. I mean, China's pretty long. I think this is longer, though. Because you can't count, like, those two little or three kinks at the at the very beginning of that straight as, as any. It's still a straight. So you come out of turn 16 as the last proper corner. And then it's, was it 1.4 miles to the start-finish line? So, so, like a, so, like, so a mile and a half straight into turn one. And I would just love to see a car going 225 miles an hour it's about to, se- to 70 in, like, 75 meters, 100 meters. Yeah, and they're coming in, like, it's another one of those turns where, like, on entry, it's like, it's like in the United States. It's like, like, the main straight is, like, eight cars wide. So you'll see them, no, maybe not, maybe, like, six cars wide. But you'll see them yep. oftentimes driving three, four abreast down the main straight and then turn one it is like one and a half cars wide it's a so, disappearing wedge yeah exactly um so three don't go into one something's got to give uh there's always a lot of chaos uh there's a lot of rubbing there's a lot of crashes there's a lot of throwing your hands up and disgust at turn one it's yep. uh it's the place to be i think around here it totally is um, oh, I wanted to get to my second spoiler alert since okay. uh, that's that's the running theme. Uh, so uh, I have a spoiler alert from lap eight. Okay. Uh, our our eventual podium, uh, Danny wins the race. Uh, Botas, who we don't know how he's going to make a race out of this, comes in second. Lance Stroll uh, from Williams' team is on the podium in, in P3, and he's a rookie. This is his first ever podium on lap eight. Botas is in P20 down the lap. Yep. Danny, Danny Rick's in P17. Oh, my and, God, yeah. And Lance Stroll's in P8. So we got Lewis Hamilton out from pole leading this race. And it's like one of those, like, oh, here we go again. And yeah. that's who eventually ends up being on the podium is P20, P17, and P8. If I'm not a betting man, but if the odds, like if you could have, like, freezed the race at lap eight and called into Vegas – and said, I think Danny Rick's going to win the race. Botas will be second and Stroll's P3. I'm guessing it would have been like a million to one payout. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, the odds of that 
the odd at that point in time in the race, the odds of the podium million zero, yeah. zero, zero. zero something, yeah. Like it doesn't when I can't articulate how insane that podium is because <laughs> it shouldn't have been. Given what happened throughout the race, especially at the beginning, yeah. I mean, for you're already eight laps into a 50-lap race, you're in last place and down a lap. You you shouldn't be able to come back and and finish in second place. No, everybody was, like, in tears over Lewis coming in second at Silverstone, and he wasn't even a lap down. No, he was at the back of the pack, and he didn't have to change his front wing. He just... I mean, he still drove a great race. It just doesn't discount what he did there. Correct. Um, but, yeah, that was, um, you know, I, I already knew the results. And I'm watching the race, and I'm like, I'm like, no fucking way. Look where these guys are. If, they, if, you, if you could only have, like, told them at that point, like, dude, hang in there. You're going to be on the podium today. Valtteri would have been like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it. You're not making me feel better. Um, it, I mean, the, it was just so improbable, dude. And then... Then we started with the retirements, didn't we? We kind of got... On lap eight, yes, sir. Was it uh, jo- Jolian, the only jo- Jolian Palmer in jo- the world? Joylin? I think the L comes before the Y, right? Jolian? I thought Jol- it was Y-L. Jolian. I did, too. Um, can we, can we disagree to call him Palmer? Palmer retires. <laughs> on lap eight. Jay Palmer. Yeah, Jay Palmer. <laughs> J-Poms. J-Pom. J-Pom. Yeah, that's good. J-Pom. J-Poms. A little j- nothing better than the smell of J-Pom in the morning. Nothing, no. Who doesn't love the smell of J-Pom? Love it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he retires, which seemed to be an ongoing trend with his time at Renault. Um, and forever. And, uh, and eventually, permanently, uh, at the end of the season. Oh, God, yeah. If they don't fucking do something, they're going to have to. They boast about being like, weren't they like the... One of the one of the world's biggest car manufacturers, or the it's either them or Volkswagen, I believe. Dude, Volkswagen's on top. They've got to be. It's it's close though. Like that just, I mean, and Volkswagen owns fucking everybody. You know what I mean? Um, Volkswagen owns Porsche. Volkswagen is Audi. Volkswagen owns um, Bugatti, Lamborghini, Bugatti. They own all these other companies, so it's Rolls like Rolls Royce and Bentley. Uh, well, one of them I think they do. I think one of them is owned by BMW. I can't. I always get it confused which one's which. But okay. yeah, they own one of those as well. So yeah, it's just it's this myriad of companies that they own under the the umbrella of the Volkswagen Group. Do they but, own Volkswagen? <laughs> no, they sold that. <laughs> They sold Volkswagen to Mercedes. They just, yeah. kept, they just kept the rights to the name. Yeah, we just want to keep the name, guys. <laughs> but, yeah, but, I mean, whatever it is. So either Volkswagen or Renault is the biggest car manufacturer in the world, uh, which is astonishing because Renault, they don't even – I mean, we have 400 million people in this country, give or take, and none of them drive Renaults because they're not sold here. No, they ain't. Not in these parts, none. Not in America. No, sir, no way, no how. No, sir, no way. Oh, dude, uh, Crofty said yes, something uh, about a move 
Kanye or Alonzo. What did he, he say? He said, oh, and he goes very easily, you know, does a very, overtakes him very easily. Uh, he made the move 10 meters into the braking zone. <laughs> like, no, no, probably, probably 150. Oh, is that when he went by Pasco Verline? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. no, it's not easy. Are you kidding? I would you have to shit my pants. Like, yeah, yeah, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, and this guy who uh, is a liability trying to pass somebody like that who, you know, just has a history of, of not being overtaken cleanly. Now you got to get by him. You got to choose whether you want to look at where you're driving or looking at over at him to make sure he's not going to hit you. Uh, slowing down from like 180 miles an hour is like a 40 mile an hour braking zone. Yep. No, it's not, it's not easy. It's not no, easy. no, but yeah, he very easily does it. Yeah. Oh, okay. No sweat. Um, <laughs> Okay. Uh, oh, um, did you see a brilliant overtake? I saw a brilliant double overtake. By whom? Um, by one Sir Daniel Ricardo into turn one. Oh, dude, and this wasn't something that he repeated. So he got by Erickson and Sainz into turn one. One yep. move, two cars. And then later in the race, so he made it by a total of five cars in two moves. He got a triple overtake later on. That is it is mouthwatering to watch. Mouthwatering to watch. And dude, uh, and that triple overtake in the replay, you'll see that he's going so fast into the braking zone, he mm-hmm. does lock up, but his car is halfway through before you see the cloud of smoke. Yep. Yeah, he uh, he's both the last of the late breakers. That's uh, he he earned that name. Yep, they gave it to him for a reason. And the incredible skill, as you said, to do, technically speaking, five overtakes in just two moves, two, two moves. corners. Yeah, I mean that's a part of its luck, right? The, the shuffle of the cars, yep. which normally doesn't happen, but we had so many safety cars and restarts in this race, or it's like the pack was constantly bunched up. So there was a point where there are four cars in a cluster going down the main straight at 225 miles an hour into the braking zone that gave them an opportunity. You know, normally if they were even spread out by a car length each, you wouldn't have enough space to complete the move over three cars, but it doesn't take anything away for, I actually think he won overtake of the year for that actual move uh, later on in, in 2017. Oh, God. It's one of the best I've seen. Yeah. And so much could have gone wrong there. Oh, God. He could have killed at least three people. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, imagine doing that and just having that much trust in a machine. Yeah, exactly. Just it, It'll stop, probably. Yeah, it'll stop. My tire's not going to pop. My wishbone isn't going to snap. My yeah. steering wheel isn't going to get disconnected. My brake line is not going to burst. Hopefully my head doesn't pop off my neck. My th- <laughs> my throttle isn't going to remain stuck open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it is. It, yeah, it is. They, they have to trust the car so much. Just 225 miles an hour down to 48 miles an hour. Um, 
and you're doing it side by side with three other world-class professional race car drivers at the peak of their career, uh, they've all decided to hit the brakes here. And then you <laughs> find yourself out in front by yourself um, with the balls to hit them even later. Uh, it's just like, dude. It was almost like, dude, was it like, what would you give the dip? Like a, at least half a car length later than everybody else. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe it's better like described in time. It's like half a second later than everybody else, which at 225 miles an hour is like, I don't know, like a football field. It's, like, some- it's late. Like it's fucking late. Yeah, dude. 220. Yeah. That, I never thought of it. Like I need to hit the brakes, but after these guys, because they're going to be doing 50, I'm still going to be going 225 yeah. miles per hour. Yeah, and in one Mississippi, you've covered a quarter mile, so it's like you can't hit them a second later. You'd be through the turn. Yep. Yep, you'd be going right into the runoff. Damn. It's incredible. Well, uh, incredible. Something not incredible, the reliability <laughs> of Renault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, that's right, because – wasn't Red Bull also powered by Renault this year? Uh-huh. That's right. It was before yeah. the Honda contract. <laughs> Dude, and dear sweet Max, who was having a great race. He wasn't up in before. Uh, I have it right here. I think so, yes. Yes, sir, he was. And uh, then you just see that, like, he had a good battle with Checo going, but, like, all of a sudden, he just drops back, and you're, and you're like, uh-oh, what's happening here? And then Max comes on the radio and goes, yep, here we go yep. again. Yep, here we go Fuck. again. <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly summed up. Yep. Yeah, because that's right. You just saw him just check it would just go whizzing by, and immediately you have the concerned faces in the, in the Red Bull garage, and you got Crofty going uh, – it looks like Max is going a little slow here. I uh, hope he doesn't have another power issue. And a couple couple turns later, we get that radio message, and he retires. Yeah, and what was that? Like his fourth? <sighs> no, hold on. It was fourth in the last six races. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's super frustrating. That's heartbreaking. That's championship gone. Championship bid 100% like, yeah. Yeah, like people who say men don't cry, um, you you get retired from no wrongdoing of your own, retired from four out of six races, and uh, tell me you're not just so frustrated you're ready to cry. Oh, dude, I would just start crying. Probably. At least a single tear. <laughs> yeah, like one big single tear from both eyes that just takes a, like a few minutes to, to fall. Um, so dude, first of all, it can't be stressed enough that Williams in 2017 was competitive. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck happened? What the fuck happened exactly is my question. Um, I mean, we have one on a podium. Massa was fighting for points positions and this was commonplace in this year. They were qualifying up on the grid. Uh, one of them was even on the front row. I forget which race it was. 
Um, I think it was Stroll's on the front row, one race after qualifying P2. Um, and then over the course of the next two years, Claire Williams took it upon herself to just flush down the toilet, all of that good doing and all that pedigree and wind up with a car that is barely fast enough to qualify to come in last every weekend. Yeah. I'm like, I'm a big fan of Claire Williams because of her devotion to the team. Same. But if and we're gonna... I do have to question her management style. Yeah, if we're going to be judging her on merit, like she seems like a sweet person. If we're judging her on merit um, and whether how much of that blame can be placed on her, really, really, we're not qualified to answer. But um, if she's at the helm, then it it all starts from the top and you have to assume the liability. So it's like, yep, I don't know what happened or if she just put the wrong people in charge or people aren't performing or if it's her decision making or whatever. But yeah, they just went they went downhill so fast after this season it was it's mind-boggling to think about because the history of williams yeah kind of sad man it's super super tragic story the whole family history um, I, I mean, triumphant through the early days, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the what FW14? That's a legendary FW14B, arguably one of the most dominant cars ever, 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 ever. Yeah. So good, it was out. Like the technology on that car was outlawed for the subsequent season because it was too dominant. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's fucking. That's a feather in the cap. It is. Oh, my favorite thing happened to watch. Talk. Safety car. And <laughs> do you know why I love the safety car? No, tell me. Because of a Martin Brundle comment, unsurprising. That guy's a fucking dude, he's the man. Um <laughs> it was Lewis was, you know, like all race drivers, you know, hey, tell the safety car to speed off. Like this isn't this yeah. isn't and Martin Brundle <laughs> and I quote, if you were in the safety car, then this is where the quote begins. You would be moderately terrified. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's how hard the guy's driving this thing. Yeah, he's driving. What is he? uh, Now they have a Mercedes Benz AMG GTR. Back in 2017, I think he was driving like an AMG SLS Mercedes Benz. He's a a race car driver driving it. Uh, Burt Mylander is the man. He's a very quick driver uh, in a very, very, very fast car driving at the limit of that car so he's driving a car that um we don't know what all of our listeners drive but i'm guessing an amg gtr is faster than most of your daily drivers and he's driving this car around a formula one track as fast as he possibly can he got the formula one cars behind him in first and second gear um frustrated weaving back and forth because they can't keep they're not going fast enough to keep enough heat in their tires or their brakes so mm-hmm. that's even safe to drive the cars. And still, you would be moderately terrified of how fast you're going in that car. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I fucking love this sport, man. When you give it in, like, that's perspective. That's the perfect perspective of the speed these cars do. Yes. Yeah, because you don't see it when they're all doing it, because everybody around them is doing the same speed. Their suspension's so stiff. The cars are so low and planted. They're not moving around. 
the camera angles really don't do justice to the speed. But yeah, when you see a car that you know is really, really fucking fast, like a twin turbo V8 Mercedes sports car going as fast as he can flat out around this track and the Formula One cars behind him are just weaving and complaining about how slow he's going that their their cars aren't going fast enough to even operate. Um, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Dude. You literally cannot drive that slow. I just, oh, God. Oh, I love seeing everyone weave and warm in their tires, though. I just love that snake look. Yeah, everyone and sometimes not Kimmy. Not Kimmy. So that's what makes him great. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's the best. And actually, so safety car came out. When was, was this because uh, when Kivya pulled his car off to the side? Yeah. And Jimmy, question. Uh-huh. Who powered that vehicle that broke down? Um, let's see. So it was in a Toro Rosso. That's in the Red Bull family. I believe that was a Renault. Oh, and Jimmy, question. Ah, uh, Yes. Once again, what was powering Max? Um, Max Verstappen, the guy who retired the lap previous. Yeah. Uh, or uh, about a lap after, rather. Uh, he's, he's got a Renault powertrain in his car as well. Oh, and hey, what team did Joylin Palmer race for? Or the J-Pom, first, excuse me? J-Pom, the, the first retiree from the race? Yep. Uh, he drives for Renault. Weird. And hey, true or false? Uh-huh. Did or did not Renault bring an upgrade? Bring uh, an upgrade. So, yes, but hold on. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. I'm just giggling. Okay. Um, so, yes, but uh, Christian Horner, before the race in an interview, said that the upgrade that they brought uh, was actually the same power unit. They've just changed some of the engine mapping. Um, what he meant to say was, uh, our engine sucks, and so we've tried to squeeze a little bit more juice out of it. In doing so, we've probably turned the dial up a little bit too high, and we're probably going to kill half of the engines in this race that are powered by this power unit because they can't handle it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, instead of pistons, Renault decided to put a monkey with a banana, and we're going to see what he does. <laughs> Just We're going to have him grab him for bananas and see how fast he can do it, and that's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, so now we got... Um, another broken down Renault power unit uh, hindering this race, which I mean, actually kind of made the race a lot better um, for some reasons that we'll explain. So we have a uh, safety car out. Now, I don't know this gesture. Did you see the gesture where they put their, uh, they do like a, like a two thumbs up and then they put the heel of their hands, like the pinky side together and they spread them out. They're in the safety car when they were trying to remove Kvyat's car. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. So that was him telling that operator to boom out. Boom out? Boom out for that wall, the machine. 
phone like to separate from the wall? Yeah, yeah. So the wall, uh, yeah, it's just uh, hand signals. So he put his pot, yeah, he put his like pinkies together. Yep, and then, exactly that. Yes. Yep, yep. He was just telling the operator to boom out. Okay. All right. I had no idea what that was. Um, I was trying to figure it out. I couldn't come up with anything funny. And I figured it was probably something legitimate, but my brain was scrambled and I had no idea. He was uh, probably, it's probably saying this Reno power unit is just shit. Yeah, two thumbs down, right? But that's how they do it. Oh, five two thumbs, thumbs up. up. <laughs> don't say it. I don't want him to pick us up on the radio with this car. Jesus Christ. Jesus, I'm paid. <laughs> so fucking. So that's one. Uh, that's number two. Reno down. Max retires. Um, so then, so the laps twelve through sixteen was under safety car. Then they clear it up. We get back racing. We make it half a lap. And then safety car again. And then one of the best moments of just, dude, I just love Sebastian Vettel. Oh, yeah, same. So much happened. So it happened in turn, going into turn 15. Yeah. Um, Lewis was backing up the pack as he can but he did it at a pretty shitty spot to not like give the person behind him sebastian vettel the room take us through what happened next jimmy so right as we are going around turn 15 uh lewis starts to back the pack up which is it's a normal practice slow down get everybody all bunched up let the safety car go on its merry way get back to pit lane because, uh, which we'll also get to in a second, you cannot overtake the safety car um, before the safety car has pitted. So, uh, he chooses to do so in, like Ian said correctly, a shitty spot. Sebastian Vettel goes into the back of him. There's now more debris all over the track. Sebastian's got a broken front wing. um, And he'd like to express his... uh, his anger with Lewis. Uh, so he finds the most effective way to do this. He drives up alongside of him. Yeah. You're not really allowed to do. Uh, and then drives into him. So his right front wheel and Lewis's left front wheel just cranks into him, smashes him. Like, like you used to see like in the old movies and like a, like a high speed highway, you know, chase. Uh, he just smashes into the side of him. Now they both got their hands up. Like, Hey, what, what's, what are you, what's this guy doing? Um, and, uh, and we get back racing, but, um, this is, this is the first time I've ever seen anything like that, where a driver pulls up alongside another driver, deliberately drives into him. But it was a ballsy move and I loved every second of it. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, fuck this. I'll deal with the consequences later. This guy needs to know I'm not happy about what he just did. Yeah, you just fucked me and my race. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so that was that was on safety car number two. Oh, wait, um, and that's what I love about the dynamic of Seb. To sorry to cut you off, I was just thinking like he's such a nice guy and lovable. Everybody in the paddock yeah. is a fan, and then he puts down that visor. He's a fucking animal. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that helmet on, he's a different guy. And that's what makes him a professional race car driver. If he didn't 
perform that way or he didn't act that way, you know, you just wouldn't have the chops to perform at the level that he is. Um, no, and it works for him. He's a four-time world champion. Let us never forget that. Four-time world champion. Yeah. Mm. Oh. <laughs> um, I want to back up a little bit. I just wanted to make a comment about uh, Lewis's race engineer and his attitude after the oh. first race. <laughs> The fucking dude, the way that he said that was so bitchy. I don't know what's going on with him personally during this race or before, but like, dude, that's not professional. So he radios into Lewis, and um, this is before the second car start, and he goes, he goes, uh, hey, Lewis, he's like, just be careful uh, on the restart this time. And Lewis goes, what do you mean? He goes, well, uh, last time we were pretty close on the restart. And Lewis goes, again, close to what? And then comes the most bitchy answer I've ever heard uttered from a man's mouth. He goes, um, the safety car and safety car line one. Yeah, that with, tone. With exactly that tone. Just like, ugh. Like, um, don't what, talk do you, that what do you mean? Yeah, please don't talk to me that way. No, I'm surprised you didn't yell at him. Yeah, no, he just said, uh, no, it wasn't. Trust me. Yeah. Shut him up immediately. He goes, okay, copy. But, yeah, just that attitude is, is just, dude, it's uncalled for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your driver is asking for clarification. Right. And like, if, yeah, exactly. And he, he, needs, he just wants he to needs, know. Yeah. He needs precision, too, because there's so much happening. He doesn't have – he. Quite honestly, he doesn't have time to, like, fill in the blanks. Right. And as Martin Brundle brilliantly said later on, it's not an exact science. You have to, like, let this car that's way slower than yours go out of sight for a mile and then judge when you start going full beans that you're going to get you – know, he's going to get to a specific spot a mile and a half down the road before you do. That's not easy to judge. Mm-mm. Um, you know, and he's, he, he still did it like extremely accurately granted. Yeah, it was pretty close, but in the heat of the moment, in the middle of a race, a driver doesn't need to hear that kind of attitude. Just tell him exactly what it was with, you know, and, and leave the attitude at home for that. That was really uncalled for. No, I didn't agree with it. I didn't agree with it. But yeah, there was just a lot of communication issues, I guess, though, uh, during that race. Cause Seb kind of had the same thing where he couldn't get a clear answer. Um, he got a 10-second stop-go penalty for oh, running oh. into Lewis. <laughs> it was aggressive driving. Yeah, dangerous dangerous driving, I think they called it. And he was like, what? When? When did I do that? That was absurd. <laughs> like, I loved that absurd answer. Like, what do you mean? Dude, like how about when he pulled up alongside the $12 million Mercedes and then ran into him? He <laughs> just rammed him, yeah. Remember that? And the whole world watching? It yeah. happened like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> Not even, right? Oh, dude. <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what, what do you mean? What, what, what did I do? It was dangerous. What? It was I thought this was America. Yeah. I thought... <laughs> That should have been his answer. Really? I thought this was America. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And then they still, they didn't even clear it up with them. They're like, ah, oh, we'll talk about it after the race, whatever. Yeah. Head down. Don't worry about it. Now he's got, now he's got that mowing around the old noggin for the rest of the race. 
Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? You know, I, I got a penalty. What did I do? He knows, but. He doesn't want to admit. Pretending, pretending he doesn't. I get uh, it. Oh, dude, the restart. Yeah. Uh, Seb, I think because he lost a piece of that front wing, he yep. had to do a three-way defense. Yes. And I can't remember. It was, what, Checo? Um, was it Montoya? No. No. Who was racing in the Williams with Stroll? Massa. Massa. Yep. So it was Checo, Massa, and I, I Magnuson? Or somebody right there behind him, and he fucking held off three dudes going into yeah. turn one. With his arrow, like, crippled. So his yep. car not performing well. Nope, and as we spoke earlier, these cars, not, a, like, it's a grain of sand can ruin a microchip. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that just shows the focus that these guys drive with. Because, honestly, I think going down a main straight, my only thought would be, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This thing's still pulling. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Just that, like, with all the other elements removed, just just that speed, like, 225-mile-an-hour wind pushing on your helmet, it feels scary. Like, it feels like anything could go wrong at any single time, like, without any notice. Um, And then, you know, add in the difficulty to drive these cars, the pressure that the drivers are under, how much money is at stake for for them as drivers and the team, how many people around the world are watching them with all these expectations uh, that they're going to have to answer for later, the level of competition that they're up against. Um, it's there's so much that goes into it. Their ability to perform, push these cars to the limit, perform at the precipice of perfection, is astonishing, and cannot be underrated. Even for the guys that don't perform well relative to the other Formula One competitors, right? Like the Brendan Hartleys. It must be respected what Brendan Hartley can do. It has to be. It's yep. amazing. It, it, yeah. If you ever got to watch him show you what he was capable of in a car, you would be more than thoroughly impressed. Mm-hmm. And then just be like, wow, this was like one of the worst dudes there. Like, he, he couldn't even cut it for a year. Yep. Like, okay. All right. That's what he's got to do. Of course, Indians take each other out. I was just going to ask you about that. Yeah, lap 20, dude. That was, uh, you're not supposed to do that. No, that's a huge no-no. That's a big oh no-no. Ocon, he did exactly what um, Botas, right? Same spot, same move, same everything. Much more damage. Oh, terrible. Terrible, terrible. And do you want to know my Martin Brunel comment based off of this? Go ahead. So he goes into the pits, and there is... A miscommunication error. It could have been late messages or something, and it looks like like Sergio, he came in first but pulled off to the side like he was done because yeah. Ocon got his uh, tire, I think a front wing or whatever, went back out, and they see him like undoing his belt and stuff, but then the radio comes in saying, no, stay in, stay in, like the car, bup, bup, bup. 
But then he gets out and they're wondering, Ted Kravitz is wondering, like, what could it be? They're they're saying something on the suspension. Like, what is it? And then Martin Brunel goes, oh, the sensors on the push rods will know the load limits. And then a second afterwards, Kravitz is like, yep, it's on the computer. The front left wishbone is cracked because of the push rod (laughs) sensors. And then they zoom in, they show you a picture of the car you had pushed in the garage, and there's just this little kink on the push rod in the front suspension. And there goes, there's damage to his car, and he's going to be done for the day. Um, it's like a tiny little crack. And then in the midst of this, poor old Kimi Raikkonen, once again, <laughs> just an innocent bystander. These two Force Indias crash into each other, which, um, if you guys are a Formula One fans, you'll know, was a running theme throughout the 2017, 2018 season. Yep. Um so Kimmy's just, you know, by bad luck, happens to be close to these guys on track when they decide to butt heads. Uh, debris flies all over the track. Kimmy picks up a piece of that and gets a puncture uh, on his right rear at, again, turn two. So he has to leg it back. Uh, what did we say it was? Like 34 or 5 miles, 35 miles? And back even to, 40. 40 miles back to pit lane <laughs> and destroys, just rips up his floor. Uh, there's I nothing pissed. left. There's nothing left of the floor on that side of the car when he gets back. He was fucking pissed. You could just tell he was like, "I'm out. I'm not doing this race yeah. anymore." I'm gonna just get back so I can get to my ice cream. Fuck today. Uh, and so- the Martin Brundle comment again. <laughs> they show Kimmy, and they're still like. Then uh, Crofty goes like, "Oh, there's Kimmy going slowly, and you, you can only see Kimmy." holding the steering wheel you see it inside the car. Yeah. And it's, and then Martin Brunel goes, Oh, by the way, he's steering. It looks like he's got a puncher. One second later, they pan out and they're like, yep, he's got a puncture. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He gets it right every time. Um, okay. So now we're on, so that's lap 20. Uh, we come around the rest of the fields on lap 21. We got Kimmy, and Checo, both retiring uh, in the pits. And then the savior in the form of a red flag. So Alonzo calls for it. Lap 22, we finally get it. Everybody back into pit lane. Races stopped so that the marshals can go around and clean up the track. Oh, this when, is a godsend. And what, what, why did they have to clean up the track? It was too many debris, uh, according <laughs> to Fernando. <laughs> too many debris. Way too many debris. <laughs> there's, there's just so many debris out on track right now, dude. Yeah, I just counted like 20 debris. I'm, I'm just coming around turn four. I counted like 20 debris already. We've, we've got to stop the race. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is a godsend. So now all the drivers are in pit lane, um, parked in what is called the fast lane, which is the traveling lane of pit lane, not the, uh, the park lane. Um, and they're all getting out of their cars. Lewis is doing some inspecting to the rear of his car. Um, Seb doesn't seem to really give a fuck. I don't, did he even change his front wing? I don't remember him changing. Dude, I don't remember, but he didn't even go talk to Lewis. Like, that would have no. been I'm like, hey, man, what's up? <laughs> yeah, it would have been the first thing I addressed as well. <laughs> he didn't give a fuck. He was like, I don't know. <laughs> didn't, bet you didn't think you were going to have to deal with this till after the race, huh? No. And then... Uh, oh, dude. 
Yeah. What I loved, what I loved is Crofty. They were talking about how Seb and Lewis contact and all that. Right. And Crofty was just like, you, you can't do that. You just can't do that. And Martin was like, well, he just did. He, he just did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Frontal's like, yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you, but he didn't care. But Seb if you just, if you just, yeah, if you just direct your eyes to the screen, you'll see that he does that. Mm. Right there. So um, the red flag lasts long enough. It actually allows both Checo and Kimmy's car to get repaired. They put a new floor on Kimmy, new rear wing, replace the tires. He's back out. So him and Checo get out to do a lap. Uh, to pe- catch back up and uh, to the back of the pack at pit lane. And uh, somebody forgot a vital part of Kimmy's car before they sent him out of the garage. Um, do you remember Iconic. Iconic Kimmy moment. Iconic is right. Uh, it was. Just... Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm too, you go. I'm too excited. They forgot his fucking steering wheel. And his gloves. <laughs> so he's in the car. They told him to get in, never gave him his gloves or his steering wheel, pushing him down pit lane um, where they're like expecting him to just start the car, get going. And he is screaming, which we didn't hear at the time. We had everybody just kind of like, what's going on, Um, you know, with Kimmy? Why isn't he moving? Uh, He's screaming at his engineers. Hey, steering wheel, steering wheel. Somebody tell him, give me the steering wheel. Gloves and steering wheel. Hey, give it to me. Hey, come on, you. And he's yelling at the guy. Because he's sitting in this car, and they're, they've already got the car started. They're ready to push him out. He's got to complete a lap in, like, just enough time to complete a lap so he can catch back up to the pack. And he didn't have a steering wheel in this car. Kind of hard to drive without a steering wheel. You know, that's a classic Ferrari move. Yeah, strategy's not their strong point, is it? No, no. They're, they're like, listen, we're going to replace your steering wheel with this Stromboli that we have. Right. So you can you know, do it. You can still steer it, and if you're like hungry, then you can <laughs> take like a little piece of pepperoni out. <laughs> it's like, dude, seriously, like somebody's got to go to Ferrari. Like these guys are just they're 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 day drunk at these races, and it's got to stop. Dude, I I don't know what like how do you do that much work to a car and just be like, oh yeah, his steering wheel. <laughs> Oh, right, uh, dude, he does need one of those, huh? Oh, I saw you next to the wine. Where is it? <laughs> thought you guys meant the other wheels. Yeah, we changed. <laughs> we changed those. Yeah. <laughs> idiots, you fucking idiots. We already did the wheels. Idiots. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> they all like the entire off season for Ferrari should just be one big long AA retreat. Where they're like, guys, seriously, you cannot drink at work. Can't do it. <laughs> but, like, what if we just have, like, a glass of wine in the morning, hear us out, we'll eat some mozzarella, and then just Absorb finish. <laughs> Idiots, it'll absorb it. So then... now we're back to that's So that's back to zero glasses of wine now, just in case you lost count. <laughs> Listen, I'm a strategist. I know math. Let's see where We're I'm going with this. Zero glass. <laughs> <It's a line. laughs> oh. 
as long as I eat something in between every glass of wine, it just erases the last glass of wine. So at glass like 14, I'm actually at glass zero still. <laughs> you guys don't know how to do math. And hey, listen, we've got like two laps left, but we're going to box you. It's a good idea. <laughs> they did. They did. The poor fucking guy. He just getting abused and raped out on track all day long. All they day. Come out, they fix his car miraculously. Don't understand how they did that part correctly. Uh, forget the steering wheel. Not a surprise. Get him back out. And then he races up until lap 48 and they force him to retire. Yep. Like, ugh. Yep. After, didn't he get like a five second time penalty? Him and uh, Perez both get drive through penalties because they're working on their car during the red flag. Ugh. Like, not in the fast lane. It has to be in the fast lane. Right. And they were in the garages, which is why the penalty ensued. But, I mean, like, that's fucking like whatever. I mean, as far as those drivers are concerned, if that wasn't a red flag, both those drivers, that's their day's done. Yeah. No, that's that's the end of their race. They got saved by the red flag. So it's like, you know what? You can't replace the floor out in the fucking parking lot. Do it in the garage and drive through penalty. That's that doesn't that doesn't seem like that hard of a pill to swallow, you know? I mm-hmm. think I could take that. It's like, okay, yeah, fucking broke the rules, but fuck you. We win. We're still racing. Mm-hmm. And you can you can build what would like drive through twenty seconds on average. Uh, yeah, it's something like that, roundabout, depending well, on the can, track. You yeah. can build up that lead in a race. Especially in this race. In this oh. race, in this race, you can go from P2 to P20, back to P2. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. In this race, you can go from uh, a powertrain that saw nobody else with the same engine get to the finish line uh, and win the race. Yep. In this race, you can have four retirements among two drivers. This is a lot of things you can do in this race that you can't normally do. I mean, a lot can happen in 50 miles. That's one lap of Baku, 50 miles. Or six Uh, Yeah, it's a little over. It's like 50.6. We'll call it it even 60. Yeah. (laughs) One lap. It's a long lap, but they're so quick, you don't even notice. (laughs) A minute, minute 40, something like that, 60 miles. Easy. Pretty quick. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Oh, dude, (laughs) at this point in time, like, I wrote a question mark down. Like, where the fuck does Danny Rick come into play in all of this? Um, it's a red flag. He's not. He's not even on a podium. No, uh, you're correct about that. Uh, come on the red flag. I'm not sure. You're just gonna back it up because I didn't take notes on that. So this is this is bad radio. It ain't bad radio. Um, no, I just I didn't. I don't know what place he was, but at this point, it was only Lewis and Hamilton. Like that's what the race was. Lewis was in in first place. Uh, yeah. Danny Ricardo at the safety car was way P five. Yep. So not even make maybe a glance at a podium. Sitting behind Lance Stroll. Who's it? P P four? Jeez. 
Yeah, with Hamilton, Vettel, Massa, who would retire like two laps later with a broken damper. And then Stroll, Ricardo, and Nico Hulkenberg, Nico. who uh, right out of the, the safety car restart after the red flag does his best Roman Grosjean uh, impersonation and smacks a wall, breaks his suspension, and has to retire. Yep, yep. He took it because, like, turn six looks like a double apex. It's a really hard turn. I mean, at least in the video game. I've never taken it in real life. But in the video game, I get it right, like, one out of six times. Yeah, yep. Really hard. Yep. It's a really tough turn. But it's not our job to make those turns, and it's his job to make that turn, and he just clipped the wall. It's amazing he doesn't have a drive for next year. Hmm. Weird. Hmm. How did he not? Hmm. Weird. And then, oh, God. Okay, so the race starts. That's when Danny Rick does his incredible, incredible triple overtake. It's weird that we're even saying that, like a triple overtake. It's one of those things you don't ever hear. I don't think I've ever heard it before or since, uh, especially in Formula One. Uh, Maybe you see it in, like, MotoGP once in a while. But you don't really triple overtake. It almost sounds like you're making it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just as we said earlier, the late breaking that he had to do to accomplish that is the beyond balls. human attention. It's just the balls that you have to have yep. to stick in there. Watch all those cars just disappear behind you like they had parachutes to play out behind them uh and then you're sitting out there by yourself like uh now i'll hit the brakes yep fuck dude like like fuck dude oh yeah like for a good example what was it um i was watching top gear and jeremy clarkson was talking to mark weber because they were going to be racing monaco and the way Weber described braking is not normal. He goes, oh, you're going to want to go into this corner. You're going to want to brake, but you go, uh, now. It was just like, wait, what? So you pause when you want to brake and then you brake? Yeah, so it's like I like your instinct is like, like brake now. Like Danny says it in um, Drive to Survive. I think it was the first season. They're in, they're in Melbourne doing a practice. And he goes, your your body's like, break now, break now, break now. Uh, and you've got to push yourself to keep breaking later and later. He described it in an interview once saying, like, like your instincts, like, you're like, you're like, I have to. Like, you've been in a car before and you're like, if I don't hit the brakes now, I'm going to smash into whatever the fuck's in front of me. Yeah. He's like, he's like, you feel that. And then you go one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. Or you know, I don't think they say Mississippi in Melbourne. He just goes like one kangaroo, ten, two kangaroo, three kangaroo. And then, <laughs> and then you hit the brakes. I was going to say kangaroo too. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, so he's like you count to three. You, you're, you're like, you wait till your body's like, come on now. And then you just count to three and then you hit the fucking brakes. No balls dude nope oh my god that's a whole bag of nope <laughs> that's just a whole yeah. bag of nope dude, dude um magnuson does a yeah. double overtake botas yeah, does a double overtake also true uh lewis had a loose headrest 
I when when it started popping up, I was like, dude, what is that? Yeah, first time I didn't notice it either. And then I also realized how soft they are. When you saw them like squishing it down, it was like a memory foam pillow consistency. Mm-hmm. And it's painted like the car. So you look at it and you're like, probably carbon fiber, hard shell. It's like a pillow that surrounds these guys' head. How safe can it be? Like, it, that's right, because he pushes down and lets go and his handprint is yeah, sure still like, on the headrest. I'm sure it's like ballistic foam. But I love like the, the radio back and forth between his teammates. Like, they're like it's not going to come off, um, but they might make it fit. And then they're basically telling him, just like, you know, like, just try and fix it on the straight. Like, oh, yeah, okay, dude, sure. Let me just <laughs> drive around at 220 miles an hour, just reach back, keep one hand on the wheel, take my eyes off the road, try and push this thing down around my the back of my head. Sure. Okay. Yeah. No, got it. I can I can do all that. <laughs> I can one-arm. I can one-arm this straight. Perfect. Thank you. He tried it for a few laps. Turns out he couldn't. So they did force him to pit on lap 31 he had a pit out of the lead of the race which kind of sucks um it's also the same lap that sebs then goes in and serves his 10 second stop go penalty yeah yeah they were right one after another weren't they like lewis and then sebs absurd comment of what do you mean happened yeah yeah he came in um he came in right away which they always say straight away, right? They right do. Away. Like, I'm right away. But Get there straight away. I'm on the straight away. He does it all. He's fixing his head west on the straight away. And then once he pits, Seb comes in to the box straight away. That's a weird, that's a weird little difference between, like, American, English, and British. Mm-hmm. It's like, I wonder if, I wonder if right and straight are always interchangeable. They like, could be. Take take this straight turn up here. That would be to give somebody they don't know where they're going. Yeah, no, just take this straight turn here. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm straight-handed. You? No. <laughs> I don't think it always works. I don't think I don't think I'm straight-handed. Was I wrong? No, no, that was the straight answer. That was the straight that answer. Don't no, man, you, you were straight. You were straight. You're, yeah, you're straight. You're straight. So I guess, I guess sometimes it's interchangeable. Sometimes. Once in a while. I like straight-handed. Uh, I'm straight-handed. Actually, I'm I'm left-handed. Oh. Hmm. I didn't know you enjoyed the devil. Uh, I like most of the songs about him. <laughs> They're super uplifting. Yeah, they're very, very fun. Um, it's joyful music. Uh, what else do we, we have happened in this race? And I know it's nearing the end here, but there's still some shit going on. There is still some shit going on. Um, what did I see? Oh, just for a speed comparison. Go for it. So... Kim or gosh, is it Lewis who comes out of the pit? So it's Seb in front of Lewis. Right. So it's yes. Seb in front of Lewis. Okay. 
Seb has to go into the pits, stop for 10 seconds, and then drive out. So what's that, 30 seconds? Roughly? Um, not I think, I think it's just over 20 seconds. Oh, you mean if, when including the stop? Yes. Yeah, it's like a little over 30. So at this point, if you're looking at the track map viewers, which I suggest, you'll see the start of the pit lane. Seb goes into the pit lane. Meanwhile, Lewis, I think he's at like turn 16 or 17. Yeah. In, in this mile and a half straight where Seb does his thing, he comes out of the pit lane, goes into turn two. Lewis is like three car lengths behind him. Right. I don't – it just goes to show how fast – 200 plus miles an hour is because what it's 80 kilometers in 50, pit lane. What's that? 49, 50 miles an hour, something like that. Yeah, for 400 meters. And you got a car starting 1.4 miles behind him, and then they arrive at the same place at the same time. Yep. What? What? Yeah. What? what? Like, I don't know physics. I'm not a mathematician, but I don't need numbers to tell me that that's quick. Quick. I took physics in, in kindergarten. Um, we played with a slingshot for a day. Yeah. Oh, was it fun? I don't remember the lesson, but yeah, fuck yeah, it was fun. <laughs> fuck yeah, it was fun. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, so, but dude, after, oh, and Kimmy gets the bad news of a drive through penalty, poor guy. Yeah, this day hasn't been hard enough. No, no. And it is at this stage in the race. Oh, gosh. It's Rick at P1, Stroll P2, and dude, Kevin Magnuson in P3. Yep, on for his first real podium. And nothing can stop him. Nothing. Nothing can stop him. So that's where we're at in this race. And we're, we have like 15 laps to go. Yeah. Well, did you, have you noticed anything? Like a didgeridoo? I noticed the sound of a didgeridoo in your background. Oh, that was just a neighbor. Your neighbor plays the didgeridoo? No, uh, it was a firework. It sounded like I a didgeridoo, no? I still hear the didgeridoo. Does your neighbor work for Ricola? Is that a didgeridoo or a... What do you even call that thing, a horn? Oh, that is a different instrument, isn't it? Yeah, didgeridoo yeah. is the one that makes the noise that I hear. Um, I don't know I, I, I do that all the time. I think I just want didgeridoos to look like that, but you're right. That is something Scandinavian or is it Austrian? Looks Austrian. Probably is Austrian. Yeah, they're, they're wearing the Lederhosen. So that's got to be German or Austria, but German has Das Boot. So that's got to be Austria with the horn. I don't know what that thing's called. It's a big old horn. Tell you how much for free. Wait, so what does a didgeridoo look like then? It's like a, it's a, um, like a log, like a hollowed out log. 
Oh, yeah, it kind of looks the same, though. Yeah. Okay. They're not always straight. They got a little bit of a... Some of them got a little bit of a horn horn action going on at the bottom there. So it's like it's like blowing on an anaconda, basically. Yes, that perfect example. Big big wooden snake. Okay. Big wooden snake. Hmm. Oh, I was just watching that overtake, that uh, Magnuson's double overtake into turn one, and then Hulkenberg almost loses it. Mm-hmm. When he stepped out. At least once a race, no, every driver makes like a mistake that they should put the car into the wall. Every single one of them. Yeah, just a little squirm or gets a little swirly. Every single race, every single driver, pretty much, yeah. Like, like if it were anybody other than like the most talented race car drivers in the world, in the exact scenario, that car would have spinning around and probably hitting something. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's just the car control these guys have. Um, I, I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering. Do you have anything? Because like, it kind of slows a little down. Yeah. Yeah. For for coming out of like another safety car restart, like it did, it dissipated pretty quickly. And from there, I, I don't have anything until literally the very end of the race. I had something pretty hilarious. Go ahead. So Pascal radioed in early on the race and was like, hey, hey, can I uh, pass Erickson? And they were like, yeah, sure, man. You're racing. Go for it. (laughs) Pascal on lap 38 goes to pass Erickson and then fucking crashes into him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, what do you like? Imagine just, like, how do you ask if you can do something? There must have been something that happened earlier in the season where they're like, look, you guys can't race anymore. Yeah. Um, something like that must have happened. But, yeah, I mean, watching this in a vacuum, you're like, um, duh, idiot, this is racing. Yeah, uh, but then he ends up crashing, crashing into him. It was great. It was a super ambitious move. Like, he didn't even have half a chance. He, he comes up uh, along the outside – trying to go around the outside of this guy into the braking zone squished between a wall and puts like his front tire into Erickson's floor. He was a half a car length behind. He had no chance of getting the move done. It was just like this half hearted, like, I know I really shouldn't be doing this. Now is probably not a good time anyway. Maybe I can, you know, force him into a mistake, but it was just like, dude, stop. Like, no wonder your team told you not to race this guy. <laughs> just like you just belligerently drove into him. No wonder. <laughs> oh God! Anything? Oh, so with Valtteri moves up into P three. So we're at Danny Stroll, Valtteri, Lewis is in the back in the in the back, and then asks on the radio, "Hey, oh uh, yeah." Can you fucking have Valtteri slow up? <laughs> back, yes, yeah, so we can back uh, Vettel into me so I can overtake. And I was like, no, dude, he's trying to overtake for a second. Mm-hmm. He's, like, he's racing for P2. You're you're out of the race. We don't know what happened to you today, bro, with your headrest. But no, we're not gonna we're not gonna jeopardize your teammates' race because you need another result. 
Yeah, that was not a cool move on his part. No, it wasn't. Um, and then that was, I mean, that was basically the race. And then at the very, very, very end of the finish line, we have a mad dash between the top three, which is actually one of the closest finishes for the top three you'll ever see. Um, where Danny yeah, Rick closes the line. Off. And then you got Valtteri Botas gaining the speed differential between him and Stroll. That onboard shot of Valtteri closing up onto Stroll. It looked like Lance was stuck in fourth gear. It was yep. amazing how much speed he had on him. Uh, and then barely just overtakes him by just the, the smallest margin. Right as they cross the line, uh, Valtteri takes it. It was an absolute photo finish. Um, Stroll, I'm sure, could give a fuck less. Like He's still on the podium as a rookie, first ever. Still hasn't gotten another podium uh, as we sit here three, three years later. Um, so uh, hats off to him. He did drive an absolutely excellent race. Uh, all three of them did. And at some point or another, all of them had everything all the odds in the world stacked completely against them. Uh, mm-hmm. and they still prevailed. This was, um, this was a real epic race. I mean, really, really great. I loved it. I watched it like three times. Ooh. Um, so we actually had a Daniel Ricardo race win and in for our uh, non formula one fan listeners. Can you tell uh, them what the world is treated to anytime Daniel Ricardo wins a race? Uh, it is the most disgusting tradition <laughs> that one can think of. It's called a shoey. What a shoey is, the winner takes off his racing shoe, pours champagne into it, and then drinks from it. Okay, fine, your own shoe, that's gross. What's disgusting is other people do it. Not Valtteri. Not Valtteri. He, like, tried to walk away as it happened. Just like, you yeah, I'm not going to do that shit. <laughs> He's like, fuck that shit. David? Uh, Sir Patrick Stewart do it on that podium? David Coulthard. It was. <laughs> He's got, like, a fetish for this shit. Daniel's talking. He, sit, he starts bending down during the interview and untying Danny's shoes. <laughs> <laughs> He's untying another man's shoes so that that man can pour champagne into it. And have him drink out of it. Oh. He was chomping at the bit. He couldn't get it fast enough. He was so happy he got to do He was a tiny issue. <laughs> he did. He bent down. He's like, so tell us about your race today. And then he bends down. And Danny's like, um, dude, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, don't worry about that. You just keep talking. I'm going to, I'll handle this down here. They, they pan the camera to him. And he's got both of his shoelaces untied. Oh man, your shoelaces go all the way up to your crotch. Did you know that? <laughs> I'll get those. Don't worry. I'll get those. I'm not even going to use hands. Watch this. <laughs> this another man. I would drink the sweat out of his boot. Yeah. <laughs> Ew, that's gross. Oh, a shoey. Okay. <laughs> can I take? Can I have another one? Yeah. Balfi <laughs> didn't have one. Can I take his? Can I do it? Oh, but. Dear, dear listener, please watch this race. Please, yeah. please, please, we plead with you because it really is, it shows what Formula One is. Yeah, it was, it was a really good one. And hopefully this year, um, we're 
nobody being able to drive for like six months or whatever it's been. Um, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll get some people knocking the rust off. We'll get a little bit more exciting races, some more surprises, but you never know. Um, so formula one's taking a huge step forward. Uh, we are told anyway, we have no idea what's going to happen, but 2022, uh, there is a massive regulation change. The cars are going to look completely different. The, they're going to start implementing this year, a cost cap for the teams to try and level the playing field. There's a bunch of different stuff going to be happening. Um, they're changing the wheels and tires. So hopefully it'll make the racing more competitive, but it is oftentimes uh, a very predictable race um, where the enjoyment that we get out of it is just watching what they do. Um, you know, even when there's not a lot of wheel to wheel action or overtakes or, you know, unexpected results, just watching the people who are the best in the world at what they do, do what they do and do it well is enough. But, um, you know, we want to see better racing. We want to see mm -hmm. competition. We want to see shuffled up grids. We want to see uh, unexpected results. We want to see people that are not driving for the top three teams able to fight for a podium, fight for a race win. And we're hoping that's what these regulations are going to, to rein in, um, you know, a new era with some of that. But yeah, this, um, this race here, it has everything you could ever want. So definitely go watch it, treat yourself. Uh, it's a long one. So heads up on that, but it's, yeah. uh, it's worth it. It is definitely Sit worth back it. And relax. It is great to see. Um, do, you have, do you have anything else just in general? No, not really. Nothing I can think of. Yeah, I've got, I've got uh, nothing else I can think of either, my friend. All right. I guess we all sign off and we will see you guys on the 4th of July weekend for the Austrian Grand Prix. We're very much looking forward to it. We, yes, this is our first recorded iTunes or podcast vetted episode. We are going to consider that weekend, though, our inaugural weekend. An American Formula One podcast being born on 4th of July weekend. It can, yeah. couldn't work out better. We're launching this bitch on America's birthday, everybody. Woo! Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. Oh, Ian, you don't have to say. I, I got to talk a little bit, too. It was cool. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we love you. We hope you like this, uh, this episode. There will be plenty more to come. And uh, we're new at this, so we might suck. We don't know. We haven't uh, we haven't gotten any feedback, and uh, nobody's a really good judge of themselves. So um, but we're going to keep at this. Uh, this is what we're passionate about. We love racing. We love Formula One, uh, and we feel that uh, there needs to be a bigger presence, a bigger awareness of Formula One in America, and that's why we're doing this. We want uh, we want to create a podcast for the American audience, for all Formula One fans. Um, but one to, to, to really bring it more to the forefront uh, for the American fan base and try and, try and grow the popularity of the sport here uh, in the States. 
And, um, well, we just hope, we hope that it gets bigger here. We hope that more fans start watching the races and we hope you guys enjoy it. If there's anything, topics or races that you guys want us to cover, uh, we will set up our social media and you can just drop us a comment. If you like what we're doing, let us know. If you don't, just let Ian know. Um, <laughs> we'll, give you, we'll give you his personal phone number. Uh, and my address, too, so you can come to my house. Yeah, every day is Halloween. Just just raw eggs at the front door, not all day. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> all right. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Support your local car tracks. We love you. Bye. Bye.